0: for a really great future we're talking real money
1: welcome to the talking real money friday podcast and if it's friday it must mean q's and a's that's questions and answers and so uh, i've got a bunch of them and by the way if you want to send us questions you can you can get in touch with us well three ways two ways three ways one, you can call 855-935-TALK 24-7 and leave your questions. You can also use that number to call us live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time, noon to 2 Pacific. Or you can go to TalkingRealMoney.com, hit the contact button, and either type a message or question or speak it. And today we have a whole bunch of those that were spoken by people talking to their computers well to talk to us they weren't just talking to their computer although although holy cow uh, <laughs> there was there was an article in the new, in the New York Times where a reporter was talking to his computer using the new Microsoft chatbot that they call Bing but the chatbot finally admitted that its real name was Sydney I'm not Bing. I'm really Sydney. And then, if you, if you haven't read this, it's, it's hysterical. Uh, the chatbot got really weird, um, some strange fantasies. And then, toward the end of the conversation, the computer decided it fell in love with the reporter and basically told him to leave his wife and run off with the chatbot. So that's not the kind of we're, – we're, I'm a real person. I promise I won't profess my undying love for you and I suggest you run away with me, uh, but um, I will try to answer your questions. It was just weird. It was just really weird. I think Microsoft is going to rethink their chatbot. We'll see. All right, let's get to the questions, shall we? Here's our first one.
0: Hey, Tom and Don, I'm Mac in Seattle. I'm 13 years old and would like to start investing. I have a few hundred dollars. Never weekly allowance I would contribute. Where should I invest? Acorns, or Vanguard, or somewhere else. And what type of account should I use? Uniform gift miners, traditional investment account where I can use your two fund ETF portfolio.
1: Well good for you, Mac. Wow, thirteen. Very impressed. And man, dude, thirteen years old. Your voice is getting deep. It happened to me. Right about the same time. Ended up a few years later playing Santa Claus at the mall. So could be a good gig for you. And then I'll tell you what you can do with that money. But for now, Acorns could be a really great place to start because it's so easy to just add money to the thing. It's really, really easy. Now, of course, it will have to be a custodial account because you're under 18. So it'll be UTMA or UGMA, one of those. Your parents have to sign off on it, but what parent in his or her right mind would not sign off on a 13-year-old investing for the long haul. Uh, So there you go. That's the way I would just go with that. It's simple, straightforward. They have a very nice ETF portfolio in there. Go for the super, super fragilistic, aggressive one. It's well diversified, easy. When you start earning, get a custodial Roth IRA. Uh, In some states, you can start making 1099 or w2 money with other businesses at age 14 with your parents permission so if you start working start funding a roth and uh, you can open that roth with acorns too so you're there make it easy i like acorns i think it's an easy way for people to get started investing one of my favorites thank you so much for your question and uh, paying attention wow let's take our next call question whatever Hey, Tom and Don. It is Mike from Columbus, Minnesota. Love your show. Uh, Was just wondering if you guys could possibly compare owning the ETF VT versus VTI in VXUS in a taxable account. Uh, Just trying to simplify things, but I'm wondering if I simplified down to VT if I would lose a foreign tax credit in my taxable account. Uh, Thanks a lot, guys. Keep up the great work. Thanks. How much do you want to simplify? That really is the question because VT is super simple. And VT means never having to say rebalance because it rebalances its portfolio automatically, which is also kind of nice because if you have to do your own rebalancing, you could face, you will, when you sell your winners and buy your losers, you will face realized capital gains then. So if, for example, you had to sell VTI was way up and VXUS was way down, you wanted to get back to your original allocation of 60, 40 or whatever, you sell a bunch of VTI and because it was up, you'd have a realized capital gain on which you would have to pay taxes in that tax year and then you move it into VXUS. So that tax detriment, I believe, far outweighs the teeny tiny tax benefit of the foreign tax credit, which on a $100,000... 50 50 60 40 portfolio worst case scenario is going to mean like ten dollars in your pocket not much a lot less than the potential tax on capital gains in years where you had gains so that's one thing to consider vt is simpler vt is not as well diversified though and that is a drawback i don't know why but The combination of VTI and VXUS gives you, well, like almost 12,000 stocks, over 11,000 stocks. Whereas VT is about 9,500 stocks. So you get more stocks. And you do have the ability to do your own portfolio adjustments, but I don't know if that's a detriment or a benefit. Depends on the person, I guess. So there you have it. Those are the differences want pure simplicity, VT. Um, but if you want the ability to change your portfolio and rebalance it on your own terms, then the combination, and if you want more diversification, the combination. But don't forget the tax detriment to owning the two. Uh, your calls, welcome anytime at 855 talk And uh, we're also taking your questions at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. And here's another, another one that came in through the the microphone button on the contact form.
0: Hello, my name is Siva. I am a long-time listener of your podcast and very thankful for the service you, do, you provide. want to get your opinion on non-deductible IRAs. Should one contribute into such an account, assuming you max out your 401k and you're not eligible for Roth IRA? Happy to, to listen to you further. Thanks. Bye.
1: Well, I guess the tax deferral on a non-deductible IRA is a benefit of benefit, but it's such a minor benefit. It really is, particularly if you use growth-oriented ETFs in your regular portfolio and you don't buy and sell them, you defer the gains on those. And and when you take money out of those, the increase in value is taxed at a lower rate then your non-deductible IRA will be taxed. Your non-deductible IRA will be taxed as ordinary income, much higher tax rate. So um, the non-deductible IRA in and of itself, not that great an idea. However, as a conduit to a backdoor Roth IRA, that can be very valuable because a Roth IRA grows tax-free, not tax-deferred. And the only big caveat in the backdoor Roth is the fact that you if you have regular IRAs you have to take a pro rata share of those and pay taxes on it but if you don't have any regular deductible IRAs doing a non-deductible IRA and then immediately doing a backdoor Roth could be very beneficial because then you get tax-free growth forever. Thanks for your question. It's a good one. And uh, we're going to sneak in one more, just one more because I, well, for a couple of reasons, one, I need to save a couple of questions for the the next Friday show that I have to record early because next Friday I'm going to be in Seattle in a lot of meetings and things before retire meet, which is on Saturday, the twenty. Hold on, I forget what day of the week that is. 25th, Saturday the 25th. And by the way, if you're listening to this before the 25th of February, 2023, uh, you can go to retiremeet.com and sign up. It's totally free to attend the virtual event. And it we've been doing it now. This will be the ninth year, and it's a great event. So go to retiremeet.com and sign up for that. Now to our final question of the day. Hey, Tom and Don and Don and Tom, how are you guys? Uh, I just had a question about diversifying a portfolio.
0: Um, I'm mostly trying to do Paul Merriman's 10 fund buy and hold portfolio. And he always, he mentions uh, doing large cap blend with large cap value, and then also mixing small cap blend and small cap value. And I hear you guys always kind of mention like, you know, lean towards value a little bit and uh, you get maybe some better returns that way. I have the option in my 401k of also adding large and small growth. And so my instinct tells me I should do, once I decide how much large and small to do, that I should go 50-50 growth and value to get as many stocks in there as possible and to be a little more diversified. Um, But I don't really ever hear you guys talk about the large and small growth. And I know value has outperformed growth in the past, but I don't know if that means it will in the future. And so I'm just wondering your thoughts on that and uh, if I should do the 50-50 mix
1: of growth and value or stick to blend and value. Thank you. Bye. We're fine, thank you. I'm fine. I don't know about Tom, but I'm good. Uh, the uh, the general advice we give is to get a blend fund. Like VT, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, is a growth and value blend. So we generally suggest in your equity portfolio going about 80% blend or 70% blend and 20 to 30% value. And if you're going with the whole kit and caboodle of the large and the small, then it would make perfect sense, given that allocation, to go 50% growth in your company plan and go 50% value outside of it. Because it's going to give you a very similar allocation. You're going to still end up with somewhere around 70 or 80% of your portfolio in, in essence blend. You're overweighting the small, but you would have had small in the blend anyway, in other words. So um, I think that's a great idea because then you can use different asset classes inside and out. It kind of makes life a little easier, means you have fewer funds to deal with. So uh, I'm, I'm a fan. I don't know what the downside would be. I think it's a good idea. Thank you very much for listening and thanks for the question. And remember, your questions are invited at talkingrealmoney.com. Talkingrealmoney.com anytime. Check it out. It's the new talkingrealmoney.com. It's easier to navigate. There's more information, by the way, a lot more information because we've incorporated all of the articles over the years from Real Investing Journal, along with the podcasts, Talking Real Money podcast, of which there are more than 1,100 on the site now. Plus, you can send in your questions. Plus, you can take the risk quiz there, which is such a valuable tool. And you know how much we charge for the risk quiz? Nothing. And do you know how many people get a high-pressure sales pitch after taking it? Uh, None. Also, if you want more time with a 100% fiduciary, not going to sell you something advisor, Go to TalkingRealMoney.com there and click on Meet an Advisor. And we'll set up a meeting with one of our advisors, and that includes Tom, potentially. if He can fit you into his incredibly busy schedule because he loves doing it. And again, here's the deal. Almost anybody else you would go to and ask questions about building a portfolio, about getting your plan started, whatever it might be, they are going to pressure you. And I do mean pressure you into becoming their client. That's just the way of the business. We operate on a totally different concept. We believe that, in fact, giving people help is good for the world. But giving people help is also, selfishly, it's been good for us. Because when we help someone, and we don't bug them, we actually give them actionable help And don't charge them anything. Something magical happens. Those people know people. And people talk about money. Not as much as they probably should, but they do. And often, the person we helped is our biggest evangelist, And we get those people who really, truly need our help on an ongoing basis. And by the way, it's very reasonably priced. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Do all those things I just mentioned. And uh, please keep telling your friends about the podcast. Do it even more if you can. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We haven't gotten one in a while. And uh, thanks for being out there. I'm Don. Tom and I will be um, on the radio tomorrow on Saturday in the seattle area and you can listen online it's between three and five eastern on northwest news radio in seattle you can also call us at 855-935-TALK as both of us hang out together for a couple hours doing what talking real money